Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the DJ Sessions, virtual sessions, where we feature the best DJs, producers, and electronic music industry professionals from around the world. Right now, we are live in our virtual studios in Seattle, Washington, and coming in, I believe, all the way from Los Angeles. Is that where you're at, Endo? I am now in Ibiza. Oh, you dance are in music. That's right. That's right. Okay, because I knew you Ibiza. were out there, You know, um, doing some stuff back in May. Bring it. Did you move to Ibiza? I moved here for good. Yeah, okay. I am here. So I'm um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I just moved here a month and a half ago. So, well, that must going be exciting. in. I was, I was wondering what all you had all that stuff piled up on that cart when you're coming. I go, he cannot be traveling with that much stuff to do a DJ I, gig. No, well, yeah, well, sometimes I I do, but you know, not today. I brought my whole life on the airplane with me. Uh, so I'm here. That was um, a lot of gear you were bringing in. Sorry, I had to shut the door because we're doing a live test right now. Through, We just launched on Roku, Amazon Fire, Google Play, and Apple TV. And I went and turned it on in my bedroom to check the live stream. And I didn't realize the volume was so loud. <laughs> oh, good. Yes, it's always good to do a sound check. It's like yeah, a good so DJ was, gig, it was, right? It was coming through. And I, 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 this is our first time ever streaming live on Roku right now. In addition to our, awesome. our What's other up, Roku channel. Google? partner channels and all that fun stuff. But I mean, and no, we've got to jump into some awesome stuff here. I know we're chatting just a little bit before the show, but you do now the company name for this, please help me out with this one, but you do artist relations for, for native instruments or tractor, uh, and isotope. Isotope. Uh, isotope. Yep. They're a company okay, based out isotope. in Cambridge. Mm -hmm. Isotope oh, yeah. and native instruments, which are actually combining now. They're part of a, a global uh, umbrella called Soundwide, which is Isotope, native instruments, and a few other companies. So. Okay. And yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit um, because I went to your YouTube channel and was listening to this video you made. Even though it was eight years ago, you were saying how you came in and you MIDI mapped. You know, you didn't have any decks or anything, and you MIDI mapped this to be your controller for the system. I was like, that's pretty dope. But you're also a DJ instructor at Berkeley Online and a co-founder of MIDI Monsters. You just moved mm -hmm. to Ibiza. So staying busy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it looks I, I'm going there. I'm in the place. Like, at least it looks like you got your studio up and running. Yeah, I brought my setup. Uh normally I got all the green screens and, and crazy fancy stuff, but um yeah, so little by little, poco a poco, as they say here. Uh, yeah. And now I, I know that uh, we're going to get into the music and all that fun stuff, but really was one of the first things that you did when you landed in Ibiza was to try the paella. That was the first thing. And I went to Utopia, this place in Santa Eulalia. It was, it's mind blowing. Highly recommend it for everybody. I have, uh, I have not been there yet. We're looking forward to making IMS next year. Or, yes, IMS. I say that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, IMS. IMS, because we're, we're going to start doing some circuit stuff. And uh, our first kickoff is going to be ADE this year. We're super excited to get over to Europe and go to ADE. We've never been there. I've never been to Europe before. I've never been to ADE before. And then come back to the States and do Winter Music Conference and then IMS and Sonar and kind of start getting a little bit more internationally branded. And I can't wait to get out there. To awesome. You got all the bases covered, man. Those are the yeah. best parties that you can go to right there. So well done. And, and before you left, left to Ibiza. Um, now, do you you say Ibiza like I do? But everyone I say I hear, Ibiza. 
You say Abitha? Yeah, you just let it roll off your tongue, Abitha. You know, Abitha. it's yeah, yeah. You don't need to overcomplicate it. Just let it roll off. That's before it. before you left though. I did catch a set that I was listening to pre-show uh, from the Synergy Sessions at Club Metronome in in BTV. Oh yeah, ah, I had some energy. I'm I'm getting ready to eat lunch and make some lunch and like yeah, I got fired up with that. Um, was that Thank your last you, stateside set that you did? Yeah, that was the last set, and, and and you know it was in Vermont, so it was my going away party with my hometown crew. You know, it felt really special, um, and it was yeah, first part one of the first parties since the you know the reopening as well. So everybody, you know, there was just a vibe. It was great. Yeah, it definitely. Well, you brought the vibe. That was pretty pretty awesome. I mean. You know, your, your first, you are, are um, your name Endo. I'm sure you mm -hmm. get access, ask this a lot. Where did it come from? So Endo is just a, a nickname uh, that I got in college. I was at UVM and a bunch of my friends just started calling me Endo, uh, maybe because it's short for my last name. But, you know, there's always a story. But, uh, you know, and it's, everyone just knew me as Endo. And uh, when it came time to pick a DJ name, that's what I chose. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the uh, rest offline <laughs> <laughs> because uh i mean obviously mike henderson is is what you go by in day to day but now when you're in when you're doing uh you know classes or everything or your students are they like yo endo what's up or is that mike what's up or is it mr henderson yeah about like half of people call me endo and half the people call me mike so you know i go i go with both um you know the dj crew like the the midi mapping crew they all know me as endo my students um but you know it's half and half. <laughs> yeah. And, and now, uh, on top of all that, artist relations, tractor specialist, DJ instructor, co-founder, you also find time to do private lessons for people. Um, how is that going? And what's that been like over the last few years? Did you see an influx of people wanting to jump online with the influx of people wanting to jump online? <laughs> Jumping yeah. Up? It's amazing. I mean, you know, like, so I'm doing sessions with people all over the world and they all just kind of come to me for their own special thing. Usually it's like they have a goal, like I want to map this controller to do these things and we'll just get on Zoom. I'll take over their screen if I have to and, you know, and, and teach them whatever they need or get their goals accomplished. Uh, so it's a lot of fun and, you know, I've done some really cool mappings with a lot of people. So, um, and yeah, it's a, when, it's really when good. A, Every, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, when I was a kid uh, in the 80s, MIDI was a new, brand new word to, mm -hmm. uh, to music. It was a lot of analog, 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 analog. And my father had financed the studio for my brothers and got him a synthesizer, got him some rack mount stuff. And, you know, they didn't really like to read books. They wanted to just be dive into the gear and play with it and touch nut buttons and knobs and do this. And I'd be like this eight-year-old kid reading this manual going, Hey, let me watch it. Look what I can do here. And when you hit this, it's going to do this. And they're like, yeah, it's exciting, right? Of, yeah. They like, didn't even understand how you, this could can master and slave, you know, and do different things. And right. uh, just got in there diving in, always had a, a technical aspect for it. But as far as technology is, is moved, it's obviously changed so much in 40 years, mm -hmm. you know, um, if you could see something that you think that's not on the market today, but you would like to see come out what would that product be now i probably don't go don't break any ndas you know yeah yeah you know i'll try not really, to yeah he probably has some really cool toys that are coming out and i say toys in the in the in the most respectful way um, right 
But if there was something out there that it isn't on the market today that you could see that say, hey, if somebody could just come and put this in a box and go, what would that be? Oh, man. You know, it's I'm actually happy to say that, you know, a lot of this technology I wanted to happen came out like the Denons are amazing. The Denon SC6000s are incredible. I was like, give me some beach jump buttons and give me some loop encoder. And, and, and you know, um, but uh, if I were to do anything, what would be to the next you know, um, my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You got me there because a lot of it's coming out right now. Um, yeah, so, or I, there's some things I want to say, but I can't. Um, <laughs> hey, but, you know, I've been I, really giving, I really want to see like the VR stuff improve too. The TribeXR is awesome, um, you know, so I've been DJing in VR and, and that's been great. So just some enhancements with that, uh, you know. Put, put tractor inside of that. Who knows, you know? Uh, I'm really glad you brought that up because that's one of the questions I ask a lot of people is, what has been their experience? Are they looking at VR as a viable model or as a model or as an extension? Uh, we just launched two virtual VR nightclubs in alt space. We're looking to launch in VR chat and, and have branding and all the platforms. And over the weekend, we were at Pride Festival and up in the street, mm -hmm. and a gentleman comes up with his wife. He's on a bike and he goes, who runs your whole DJ booth? We had our whole mobile sessions thing going with our silent disco. He says, we're looking for DJs to play in the metaverse in our, in our crypto. You know, this, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. I only had like two minutes to talk to him, but we're super wow. excited to see where I see that is where websites were in 1995, where podcasting was in 2005 ish with video podcasting, with live streaming coming up in 2007, 2009 I'm always, I've always been one to adapt new technologies in and bring entertainment into that. So when I got my first mm -hmm. Oculus last year. What um, do you think? Oh, well, first of all, my friend was telling me to get one and said it'll be the best $300 you'll ever spend. Mm -hmm. Within two days of getting my Oculus, I went to the store and I bought my mom and my dad one. <laughs> nice. And then we were talking all summer long about putting up a nightclub and we weren't sure where we were going to deploy to. Was it going to be Altspace or VR chat or where do you go to? And then uh, I found a build and found a dev build. It's really, really kick-ass nightclub. We're super excited about it. Uh, we have two of them because I won't go into why we have two of them, but it, it's a back-end logistics thing. But yep. um, basically, we I found a developer who hit me up online. I posted some messages out there, and she was like, are you still looking for a dev? And I'm like, yes. And I showed her my build and because I, I didn't know anything. That's about as far as I got was I don't want to know this stuff. Um, there's yep. Knowing Unity right. and getting into it's Unity, scary. it's way more than Photoshop or Final Cut Pro or anything like that. So right. um, she took our build and said, I know this build and I can get it up for you. And within 24 hours, my nightclub was in all space. And I was like, yes. And I have a call with her tomorrow now to go and where I say she Sweet. laid the foundation and built the building or got the building up. Yeah. It's my job to go, you know, put all the artwork and the aesthetics in, but I'm just going to hire her to to do it all for me. She's awesome. Uh, Vanessa with uh, Destiny VR. Hats just, off. Yeah, that's yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, it's it's we're so super excited in there. We got our live stream set up. We got our, our players set up and and um, but yeah, VR, nice. VR. You were talking about VR and I know Tribe and you know how Tribe is of the pioneer gear and you know right. what other companies might do something. Like that. I have not actually experienced Tribe yet. And I don't know how to DJ by the way. 
So I'm wondering, right. maybe I should start learning how to DJ. You sound like you know your stuff, man. Jeez. <laughs> I, I kind of have surrounded myself around DJs for 30 years. Been doing this show nice. for 12 years and talked to a lot of people like you. <laughs> so. Awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, you're speaking the language. Um, but v, so v, uh, uh, VR, so there's this company and oh my God, what is it? I'm, why am I blanking on this name right now? Um, well, there's Tribe XR. God, I got to... Jeez, I need to look this up now. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, VR. Oh, Red. Okay, Red Pill VR. This is a company you should keep your eyes on. So they're making virtual worlds, and they're insane. I've seen them. My good friend Ben Segrin, who runs District, uh, they have an office in LA, and they're building these virtual worlds where the DJs are performing in the virtual worlds, but they actually have like sensors on their hands. So they're controlling the DJ equipment in real life, but it's being translated to this VR world. Um, so people can jump in. I mean, the worlds are crazy. It's like Alice in Wonderland. Like you walk in, you can bounce off the mushrooms and fly through space. And they have like VIP boosts, like where you can like look down on the DJ. It's wild, you know? So I think that is going to be cool. But they have, you know, the whole metaverse thing. It's being built, right? But I think they're way ahead of a lot of people on this. Um, so now, you should see their now, office. <laughs> and speaking about something like Red Pill, here's the one thing that I'm curious about the drawback on when it comes to VR. You know, you have your Oculus headset. Is this going to be available on an Oculus platform or am I going to have to get a higher end headset and a computer to run this? Because once you do that, you start going, oh, if it doesn't run on Oculus for a $300 price point, now I'm stepping up into a $700 or $1,000 or $1,500 headset plus a $2,500 computer to run this. You know, to yeah. get in there. And, and so that's what I was wondering is it was so funny. It was 2020. I was having a discussion about VR, just barely scratching the surface. Hadn't even looked to get an Oculus yet. And I said, you know, when the price point comes down to be that right. Atari or that Nintendo level, kind of everyone's going to get one. And who's going to capture that market? I'm wondering, is Meta going to come in and be that driving force to say, here we go. And here's our platform. And will it work with? red pill or i guess i could probably side quest into it it'll work with it eventually it doesn't yeah. yet but you know I'm, I'm pretty sure it will i think they might even be beta testing it so we're well, you know I, I am i am signing up right now with them to, <laughs> to get yeah to it, exactly awesome. yeah it's wild man i've so i'm excited for that i mean they make avatars for djs but they're like forty thousand dollars and they just have like you know like hundreds of cameras around you like doing your avatar but um yeah it's next level um but the tribe stuff is also super cool um you know i've just been messing around with that and you know you get four pioneer you know cdj 3000s with a nine djm 900 and v it's like ten thousand dollars worth of equipment for 200 dollars headset you know um it's pretty cool uh you know, I don't want us to all become people just like batteries with our headsets on. You know, you know, I, I talk with people about this frequently and, you know, I we do silent disco events. And a lot of people that are, when I say are of the old school nature or people that might say using a sync button is not DJing, they say silent disco is not an event that I'd like to go to because I can't feel the music. And I say, well, you're not, you're comparing two separate entities. And I don't think mm -hmm. VR is here to replace in-world experiences in any way, shape, or form. It should be looked at even just as now as an accompaniment or branding that you can grow. Just like 
Somebody yeah. says, oh, I'm a DJ. I play in nightclubs. I don't want a Facebook account or I don't want an Instagram account or I don't want a Twitter account or I don't want a TikTok account. Okay, that's great, but you're limiting your exposure. You're limiting your potential, your growth, that people might, your discovery. And if you're exactly. limiting your discovery, you know, and all of a sudden people are going to start using that and you're going to be undiscoverable and unmarketable and not have anything going. It doesn't matter how great you are. Right. Because you got to be active. You got to be active and, and be doing that. And, I, and I've seen a lot of people not take advantage of that. And they, they get trapped and a lot of newer people just completely surpass them. So that's why, you know, my messaging is to a lot of DJs out there, go set up something in VR. You don't even need a headset in all space. You can create online on your desktop, VR chat on your desktop. But at least if you go grab your little piece of footprint of land, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know how old you are. Did I see you here? You're 40. Yeah. Yeah. 48. So you might remember something called Second Life. Oh, God, that scared me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was pretty heavy in a Second Life, and I think 07 to 09. Wow. And, yeah. and what we wanted to do there. And now the goggles weren't there. The face, the face was there, but it was all 2D. But even in that realm, we wanted to create an ITV footprint. Of having mm -hmm. something there where people could go watch our shows just to say we're over there too and how yeah. important that's going to be from a branding aspect i'm sure that native instrument that your companies have to be looking at putting something in the metaverse for people to come in and play with i would Incredible. love that i mean imagine having a machine in tribe xr or something like that. i would love to see yeah. stuff like that yeah um yeah so you know we can only <laughs> dream and, and hope but i mean there's going to be a lot of cool stuff um you know, uh, but and also like Restream is a great tool because you can stream to all of your networks at the same time. Like you never know if Facebook's going to go down, like, you know, what are you going to do? Or Instagram goes down. So it's like, uh, I mean, as far as like, just go act, go live on everything at the same time. Um, well, so absolutely. build your audience. Absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing that we were I'm not trying to knock this other company, but we were, let me just say we were using another company to do our interviews with, but I've always used Restream in the background. Back in the day, I actually came up with the concept, you're speaking of Restream, was when we first started doing the DJ sessions, we were using a company called Ustream, and we were mm -hmm. a featured partner with them, and we were a featured partner with Livestream. And I knew about this other company out there called Justin TV, but the bandwidth we could get in the studio we're at only had two megabit upload, which really meant we had about a 0.7 upload and but my idea was is i was going to build a rack mount of mac minis and uh -huh. each mac mini was going to encode the video feed to send it to Ustream, Livestream, and justin tv so i was building a kind of version of restream and a little rack mount server i could take with me on the go but yeah. bandwidth we only had two megabits to play with i mean not even that like maybe maybe 0.7 now now i got gigabit ethernet wherever i go and right satellite exactly. connections and 5g and all that so but, you were um, way ahead of the game with all this stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. And, 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 you know, it was, it was, we just moved over to doing Restream because rather than taking that other company and trying to throw it into OBS and then have Restream push it all out, what we're doing with Restream, like right now, you know, something I yeah. can't do with that, I'd have to set this up in OBS, but I can, hey, whose website is that? You hey. know? And just Check bring that out. right into the show. And, um, you know, as you said, we had a little bit of a pre-intro to the show that was there. I can bring in graphics, other things. I can bring in the chat overlays if I want, which is just nice. Yep. Really, really awesome what the team over there at Restream is doing. And 
if Restream, if you're watching this right now, yes, I just did apply for the partner program. So we're always looking to partner with you and make friends. Are you a Restream partner as well? Uh, I am affiliate. I'm not official partner, but hey, you know, Restream, if you're looking for someone I got, because I've been using your stuff since the beginning. And, and I love this like new interface where you don't, you know, you don't need OBS anymore. You just plug yeah. in and boom. I mean, it's like... Yeah, once, I think I'm streaming on my networks too via you, which is a new yes, thing for me. That was the other awesome thing that it lets it do as well is that we're going to all our socials and then you can tap in at your socials and, and this interview goes boom out to all your socials as well. And I think yeah. that's just, I mean, that makes it so much easier to distribute. Um, I mean, I love OBS. Uh, I love the platform and, and, and going out, um, but it can get a little clunky from time to time. Um, but yeah, just right. technology has changed so much over the years. And one of the phenomenal things that I love to see is I was just talking about this with Evie, um, uh, Evie, the, the DJ I was talking with right before this DJ producer and two and a half years ago, when I told people we're a live streaming DJ show and we're on Twitch, they would say, who wants to watch a DJ stream live? And I would say, well, have you ever listened to the radio? Right. And then yeah. I also said, they go, the next follow-up question was, what's Twitch? And I said, well, you know this thing called YouTube that Google owns? Well, Twitch is this company that basically Amazon runs. And they go, oh, so it must be a big player in the game. And I'm like, yes, it is. Now, please watch our show. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, now everyone is familiar Subscribe. with online live streaming DJs. And the one thing I'd love to see is a way that while Twitch has the subscription-based model, if a company could come out and really take it in to do a PPV or pay-per-view model um, in there so the DJs could start actually recouping a little bit more funds. I love you, Twitch, and don't get mad at me, but uh, you know the breakdown of your 50-50 of the – I think I can disclose that information. It might be public information, but the percentages that are taken, you know, a lot of artists complain because it's like they're taking a bunch of my revenue. And rather than mm -hmm. having to send people over to PayPal or set up a Patreon, it'd be cool if they could integrate and do a pay-per-view system right there and they could do their shows – click on get tickets and even if nightclubs would in venues would start to adapt a pay-per-view model for their clubs yeah. and DJs could put that in the writer and say if you're doing pay-per-view you know and I know some people get like I'm on tour and I don't want like if I'm in Seattle and I'm playing a show in Seattle I don't want the people in Portland to be able to see that show and then they say well I'm not going to go to the show now because I watched the Seattle one last night right you know, how that's all going to work out but if you keep it private, then exactly you know, it's like buying the ticket. And unfortunately, the only thing you can't do right now in the PPV world is I'm, I'm looking into this, like, like deeply looking into this is I can block it off by country code. You can't block it off by state zip code, you know, just dial it real down. But if they got it down to say, don't let these zip codes, don't let these areas see it. And I could block off a 250 mile radius or a 400 mile radius or say these cities that I'm touring to, you can't Ooh. buy it in. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it would lock out for the rest of the world. Like you can have people from Germany watching it. It's not going to impact the nightclub sales. Right. You know? Right. But yeah, they're still clicking in and paying on. three or four bucks to watch that live set. of you playing in that club? And I just yeah. thought that I was hoping that that would, we'd see a transformation of that with the online boom of everything that's, that's come out and we know like yeah. obviously companies like coachella and insomniac and they got the money to do it they can absorb it you know and right but i mean it's gonna make them a lot of money too you know what i mean it's just a whole different revenue stream but your audience is 
you know? But, but um, the one thing, and I won't try to get too deep down this rabbit hole, is the one thing that people don't understand too much about this, and I spent a lot of time in 2020 trying to explain people about this without trying to sound like a naysayer, was the licensing. Mm-hmm. And yep. once you start doing that, and you got to look at the licensing and putting it out there, and you're making money off the streams, or if it goes to the video on demand and you don't have your master use or your sync, and people don't, it's still not wrapping around some people's heads that what they're doing is illegal. <laughs> and they can, yeah. they can be sued for it. And uh, when we were talking with Twitch, when we want to go back to the front page of Twitch, they're like, we know you're clear for live streaming. we got that good. But you know you have 450 videos on our website that have red flags all over them? Yeah. And while we won't do anything because it's not really our responsibility, those people can come after you. And then they can come after you the other videos you have on your website as well the other 1300 videos you got there and i went so when everyone's jumping online and then my phone's ringing out the rook how do we get around this i'm figuring out our licensing situation on the back end putting all this stuff together and i'll tell you i will plug in because we're a featured partner with them believe once the once it it hits the fan and it will hit the fan Mm -hmm. mixcloud will be where everyone's going to migrate to Um, because mixcloud does not have any video on demand so they don't have to worry about master use and sync licensing. They do rip the audio off, but they have all the licensing for the audio to be on their site and host on the site. And they do the payouts and everything. Yeah, Yeah, they really broke ground with that. You know, that's one of the biggest challenges is to get the artist paid and, you know, to report what they're playing. And exactly. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it's kind of like the wild, wild west right now, but I know a lot of companies are doing some, you know, a lot of things to solve this issue um, exactly uh, and with what happened in the eu in 2019 i'm not trying to get too down this rabbit hole because we want to get back to the music and talk about endo stuff but you know the eu just removed the safe harbor uh clause from their from their copyright so now companies are held liable if any copywritten music gets put up there and the the people can go directly after the company. So they've gone into what's called active monitoring, which you see Facebook and YouTube doing. You're playing something and all of a sudden it says, you don't have the rights to this. Uh, we're taking you down. Cut off. You're yeah. Cut off, you know, and Facebook and, and, police. Unfortunately, Twitch has softly mentioned that they're active testing, active monitoring and doing active monitoring. So yeah. yeah, well, hopefully they can, you know, figure it out. I mean, uh, they, had some great Twitch streams over the pandemic. I think that saved a lot of us. So, you know. Yeah, it was it was amazing to see everyone jump online and go online and, and, and watch that growth happen in an industry that I've been doing so for so many years, saying, everyone, this is going to be the future, and watching the whole world jump on. It was amazing. Right. But speaking about electronic music, though, as a whole, and the politics that kind of go on, I mean, that's some back-end stuff. that We're talking about copyright. That's the companies and the labels. they got to figure out that. But in electronic music, do you feel there's too much poli- too much politics that go on in electronic music in the electronic music world? Of course, I mean the, the, the politics of dancing. Um, yeah, it's like I know that song. Know, <laughs> there's a song called I, I didn't know there was Poli- a song. It's an '80s song. I'll pull it up while you while you're talking. Ooh. I'll pull it up. Okay, there we go. I want to hear that. I might have to remix this song here. Um, yeah. So I mean. There's a lot of politics involved with with bookings, um, especially, I think, you know, it's like with agents, like you got to book this artist, to book that artist. I mean, there's, 
yeah, of course, there's a lot of politics um, going on. Um, a lot of people like you book me, I book you, you know, there's that whole thing going on and just, uh, you know, it was a lot of egos and stuff, but honestly, you know, there's going to be politics with anything. And I think that our industry is a really a good model for other industries, you know, cause we all, for the most part work together, you know, um, it's a great community. And, you know, DJs out there and going with the showmanship of the entire production of, of show do you think djs should focus more on quality of music and performance instead of image and outfits absolutely i mean that should be number one um find the best music uh play high quality music you know a lot of djs are still playing mp3s i don't know why um you know so get you know get the best quality music and just dig find your sound find those songs that you know speak to your soul that you want to tell a story with you know that should be the focus you know spend i don't know like you know 30 hours a week digging through beat poor you know this is the things that we have to do um you know and the social media stuff is a real pain in the butt like i wish we didn't even have to do it i <laughs> like, uh, yeah it, i i can can I'm actually bringing on somebody tonight to handle, start handling, working with my social media agenda. We'll work in tandem together, but mm -hmm. um, you know, it might be different because you know you are an artist yourself, and a lot of what has to come from you is personal. Whereas the DJ sessions, we're a brand, and we're sharing what we're doing. It's not so much Darren Bruce. Hey, I ate pasta today on the DJ sessions, or I ate some paella today on the DJ sessions. Although I am a huge foodie. I am a huge okay. foodie. If you go to our TikToks, you'll see okay. all dozens of my foodie videos right now of me cooking in the kitchen. But nice. I mean, it's not so much the Darren Bruce show as it is the DJ Sessions brand. And here's a new news story. Here's something coming out. So it's still it's your company, but you know, company. you got to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's um, marketing, right? I mean, exactly, exactly. And by the way, I do want to take a quick pause right now because I did find that song for you. You might recognize it. I don't know if it's going to come through on the microphone very well. It was by the group called Reflex, and the song is called The Politics of Dancing. It was actually used in the Atomic Blonde soundtrack. Have you seen that movie? Mm. No. Right, I think it was a, a what's her name? Come on, Darren. I'll figure out her name in a second. Let's see if I can get a let's see if I can cue this up. How yeah, this sounds like in the background a bit, but there we go. I can hear this being played at like DC 10. We'll wait for the drop. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is a first on the DJ sessions. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I can hear, I, I'm going to see Maceoplex tonight. And I just oh hear, like, my gosh, whoa. I, dude. I hear a Maceoplex remix of this. This is like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you have to, you have to give the DJ sessions somewhat of a little credit, say inspired by the DJ sessions. Sounds good. No, Sounds I mean, good. So sick. And speaking of Maceoplex and live streams, did you see the one that he did? In the cube that was around. I mean, that just our face. That just with the baby hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just blew my mind. And they had the camera up around. He was like rotating, and then all the people were dancing in the background behind him. That was such a huge, actually, inspiration for me. You know, when I saw that stream, I instantly went out and got green screens, lighting. (laughs) I'm like, how did he do this? I need to figure this out now, and just. You know, turn my room into like this green screen Wizard of Oz room that just, you know, that was fun. Yeah, I mean, that that just to me again, it's it's like you see your passion and you're into fly fishing, and all of a sudden you see somebody using a fly fishing rod that they made some contraption where they're putting five lines out and one from the boat. Or I, I don't know, I don't fly fish. I don't know why that even popped in my head. The point is, it's just seeing taking it to that level. And had I don't think that would have happened. If the pandemic didn't happen, no way. I don't don't think, I mean, maybe in the future, I think somebody would have started experimenting with it, maybe five, maybe 10 years out. Eventually. Even even kind of setting the precedence for looking at virtual reality as a a medium. I mean, if if somebody's live streaming right now from your bedroom, if you're listening to the show and you're watching, please go and get some land, get a username, get something set up in whether it's Horizon, Altspace, VR chat, get a room figure out how to get your stream into that room and then figure out how to also you're telling everyone on social, tell everyone there and then tell everyone on social. You're also doing it in VR as well. Um, That's just going to be the the next, the next bastion of, of what's, what's happening. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Just that cross, you know, like that crossing between worlds. I mean, doing live events and doing streamed events, but why not stream the live event? You know, it's just like, but, you know, but yeah, if you could, I, I haven't done the VR chat, but that's cool that you can stream into that and bring the, you know, that world together. It sounds easy. <laughs> no, yeah, it's never. But it's not always just that easy. Um, sorry, just taking a screenshot here because we're doing really good on our numbers. Want to give a shout out to everyone out there in DJ Sessions land who's watching through the website. Um, another thing about that is I would talk about branding. Uh, how key is branding to you? I mean, I know you have your own website yep. and, uh, out there and uh, all your social links are there and, and logo and, and logo and, and, you know, put it out there, but without branding, how far do you think you would have made it? Uh, you know, I mean, branding's important these days. You gotta, you know, uh, you gotta have your brand. You gotta have look good, you know, you have good quality images, logos, press packs, press photos, which I need some more, you know, it's, it's, it's important. I mean, like I said, music is always the biggest priority, but yeah, as an artist these days, you have to have a brand that promoters and can sell and, you know, these kind of things. And, you know, when it comes to producing, we're talking about image mm-hmm. when producing stands it's really synonymous for spending countless hours behind the computer, sculpting your beats, making your beats, playing with gear, practicing, what do you do in your free time to stay fit? 
to stay fit. Uh, well, I do have this awesome meal service and this isn't fitness really, but it's more on the eating side, but I have this meal service that gives me, um, like two meals a day, um, prepared healthy food. Uh, so that's one thing and I've lost a lot of weight. Um, so it's called, uh, get fit food Ibiza. Uh, so, you know, and also, you know, if you exercise with that, it's even more power to you. Um, Lately, I've just been working way too much, so I haven't. I, I should be working out more, but I have been going on a lot of hikes and uh, stuff like that, and beaches. So that's something. Uh, bike rides. I have an electric bike out here, so I've been riding that around the island. But I don't pedal much. <laughs> <laughs> How I'm sure you've also heard the buzzword, and this came out a couple of years ago too, was Tulum. What does Tulum mean to you? In so Tulum to me, I mean, I was going to Tulum since the beginning of BPM era, um, where it was very different. It was very peaceful, very magical place, you know, where all the lights would go out at seven or eight at night and you just see this brightest stars in the world. Just such a great vibe, you know, kind of hippie vibes. Um, but uh, now it's gotten a lot busier, which is fine. You know, they're making money, but uh, it's definitely a lot busier. But they've managed to keep the beauty, I feel, when you're going through that main street. They keep that essence of Tulum, which is great. Um, and Tulum even has like a sound, you know, the more deeper kind of vibes. And uh, yeah, it's a great place, it's, you know. Because I'm hearing it, it is kind of being compared to as the new Ibiza. So. It, yeah, I would say definitely. Um, I, I don't think it's as safe as Ibiza, but um, <laughs> that's, that's the one thing, you know, obviously there's been a lot of problems down there with crime and corruption and stuff. I mean, otherwise it'd be such a, you know, amazing place to live. Uh, I'm sure it is anyway, but uh, the after parties there are legendary. Um, definitely gotten lost a few times for a couple days, like from one place to the other. So always a good time and if you could choose between i know you're stateside but you're not stateside anymore you're over in abitha but if you could choose wmc ade ims sonar or add a fifth one in which one would you choose if you could only go to one a year i think ade because it's the most business focused um I really miss like the panels at Winter Music Conference and the networking aspect. Uh, you know, you get the badge and you get to go to all the talks with all these DJs just talking about great topics. I, I miss that part of things. And, you know, ADE has always kept, kept that. Like you go to, a you know, have a day with a jillion meetings, but then you go out at night and then you just, you know, and have some fun and repeat for, you know. So, yeah, it's really a good conference. Um, best music, obviously, parties gas howder <laughs> yeah yeah we're what about you uh i've only been in winter music conference once in 2009 we pretty much are a west coast based operation and you know we would focus on a lot of the artists when they came here we would do our interviews and have them appear on the show in our studios and now that we've taken more of an online presence with the virtual sessions and we're extending more our international outreach now because people are they're, they know how to do a Zoom now, or they know how to, they're prepped Finally. for an online meeting now. You know, yeah. you're not getting somebody, uh, you know, in a bad connection with a bad internet. They get at least some staging in the background of, or maybe they know how to use a green screen like you and I are doing right now. But, um, you know, we're, we're definitely looking to get out there at a more international appeal. And 
80 is the one that I hear to go to. And like you just described, it's business during the day, it's party at night. The one question that I'm just had last night with my, my girlfriend who's going along with me is how am I going to deal with the jet lag? <laughs> yeah, that's tough. This, the space cakes, just go for the space cakes. Space cakes. I, I have, is this something I need to look up online? Yep. Yep. That's a Google. Yeah. That, that, that'll help with the jet lag. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. Amsterdam is a, it, it's a good place. Uh, but he's looking up space cakes, <laughs> looking up space cakes. magic brownies. <laughs> that's the Amsterdam specialty. Uh, okay. So. Okay. I mean, we have those here in Washington. I guess. Okay, okay, that's where you are in Washington. Yeah, okay, we're in Washington. So you know, yeah, you know, okay. but that's where they that's where they started. They're they're the OGs. <laughs> How to make weed space cakes? Yeah, <laughs> just get the space cakes. You'll be sorted. Have a nice nap. Wake up early the next day and just groove. Okay, space cake. And when it is Amsterdam, so everything's like over the counter there, right? Exactly. The exactly. traditional cake from Amsterdam. <laughs> attribute that amsterdam originals <laughs> oh my gosh okay space cakes thank you for that thank you for that are challenge. we live uh is this is this broadcasted oh man it is, <laughs> it is anyway no editing there's no editing oh so uh, sonar okay. by the way i've sonar is i i have been to sonar once but i would really like to go back to that uh mm -hmm. i'm really i got fomo this year it just happened you know everyone was there uh, so hopefully next year, that's another wish one. I, I did go like many years ago, but I went for a lot of the off parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. So going back in time, back way back in the crates of your mind. So what was the first record you ever bought? And is it worth mentioning or is it embarrassing? No, I'm very proud to, uh, to say it was, uh, it was hybrid remix and additional production by the, the artist is hybrid. Their breaks, uh, like uh, melodic breaks. Um, what's the word for it? So yeah, so they did remix of uh, Moby, Future Sound of London. I mean, these are just legendary. I don't even think you can get these remixes online. Um, so yeah, let me see. Do you still own it? B BT Alanis Morissette. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, of course I would. Oh. Yeah, I would never get rid of, um, but that was one of them. The other one was actually, oh, I bought it at hot topic. It was Omar Santana ravers damnation. And that was a, belter. wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. What year is this? This was 99. Yeah. That sounds familiar. That it was on familiar. moonshine. moonshine. Wow, yeah. Moonshine. I've heard for a while. Yeah, and Omar Santana is like a hardcore guy, like you know. But he made this breaks record. that was just like, yeah, awesome. It, it, if you could take one non-famous person who means a lot to you, other than your direct family or friends, and put them in the spotlight, who would that be and why? Ooh, okay. Oh my God, everybody, all of my <laughs> friends. I want to support the whole world and take every, you know, everyone who deserves it. Um, let me get, yeah, just everybody. That's my answer. I want to take all my friends, everybody I love, and I want to support them and, and make them, you know, make their magic shine. 
Fair enough. Sometimes people find that to be a difficult question to answer, but you skirted right around it. <laughs> <Perfectly>. <laughs> it's been and, a long day. Yeah. And do you care about any social issues? Is there anything that really pulls your heartstrings that you really, if you could dedicate time, effort to, or do dedicate time and effort to or any social issues that you take, that take precedence in your life? Social issues. I define social issues. <laughs> uh, social media. Uh, yeah. Geez, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, current world events. Things. That are yeah, going the on. Russia thing, man. The Russia war right now has really been like bothering me. You know that. Uh, you know the unprovoked attack on Ukraine just to you know to take this land, this piece of land off the earth. You know, and they're just killing. S- so many innocent people and uh for what you know what i mean it's just it's terrible so i don't usually like talking about this but just you know today they bombed a mall with a thousand people in it and you know for what you know this is just war f war you know like so yeah that's one thing i mean and not many people even really know what's going on out there and the evils and the terrorism that is happening and the inhumanity you know sorry to go off but no no you know it's it's good you brought that up because you know you know you hear of countries that will do internet blocks or will not let news sources come out of those you know areas and you have on the ground people who are having you know pirated chip phone sets that are kind of trying to report on the ground what's going on. You know, without technology, you think what kind of atrocities were happening in the past that we didn't have access to or couldn't find out about, you know, or didn't know about. So, you know, being able to shed light, you know, and and being able to hold people accountable for what's truly going on, I think is is a huge topic. And, you know, music can be used to bring awareness to these kind of things. I mean, People that are very popular can have a platform and stand up on a stage and say, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, this is what's happening. And if you mm-hmm. aren't, take a look into this and go there. They can be a very huge voice of a reason to influence masses. And, you know, it's interesting that you don't see more, more artists getting onto that bandwagon yes. in a sense and using their influence to change. Um you know, things or to motivate change or drive change. Some do, some do. Um, but, you know, it, it, music can be such a, a thing, especially electronic music can be something that can bring so many people together in a way where the, to me, when I hear an electronic music song, I'm hearing it the same way this other person's hearing it. On the chance that there may be vocals, you know, if you took a pop song or a rock song and there's a specific story that's being told that may not translate well into japanese chinese french german spanish portuguese whatever it is those lyrics have to be translated out and then do they get the real meaning of the song whereas electronic music when it's a almost an instrumental type of track it's the same yeah it's the global language the same globally you know i think aliens could even come in and probably be like okay we get that track you know, yeah. that, you know, they could they could understand it from a mathematical or under, you know, time a little bit of a sci-fi person. But my point that I'm trying to get is that music can really bring people together and heal and collaborate. You know, it'd be awesome to see more awareness to, to things that are going on in the world being brought to, to the main stage, you know, in that way. And, and the power they have the, to, we were talking about social media earlier, to tap a couple buttons and 
send and say, here you go. Raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to help support, you know, rebuilding these people's lives, you know, so the, uh, you know, all the artists out there have such a platform uh, to communicate this stuff, you know, so I would, I would like to see more people, um, you know, really putting this out there. Nastia has been, you know, but she's from Ukraine. She's been very vocal about, Mm -hmm. you know, raising awareness as to what's going on. You know, there's organizations out there that are helping raise money. So um, I, mm-hmm. I could send you guys a link of some really good resources. Absolutely. And what's been the best piece of advice you've been given when it comes to your career in the electronic music industry? The best piece of advice? Um, Yeah, you got some heavy questions here. I mean, well, when I was taught to DJ, you know, kind of geeking out about DJ stuff, I, I was taught how to DJ in like uh, five, like just a, a few sentences by my friend Chris Pattison, who was like, this is how you DJ. Beat match, drop on the one, EQ, phrase mixing, go. And um, so that's how I learned how to DJ. So that was good technical advice right there. Um, but... Uh, you know, there's been a lot of career advice. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's one thing I'll share. And if you can give advice on a piece of gear that you think, if I already have my CDJs in place, and whatever I'm using, whether it's Denon, Pioneer, whatever it's down the line, if you could think of one piece of gear that you would say would be something you think a DJ should put in their arsenal or use to have to play with, what would that piece of gear be and why? Does it have to be hardware or can it be software? Either. <laughs> Either. Okay. Well, uh, mixed in key is a very oh, yeah. good thing <laughs> that everyone should have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Mixed okay. In key. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the Denon SC6000s are incredible. Um, you know, incredible piece of gear, really future thinking. Um, but uh, another software I think everyone should have is this program called One Tagger. Uh, One Tagger. It, it, it's called One Tagger. It used to be called Beatport Tagger, and but now it's called One Tagger. And what it does is it writes in all the metadata that's missing in your songs, and it actually will scan Beatport's whole like collection and find all the metadata, artist title, label, genre, album artwork, release date, and it actually writes it into your med- your file. So like if your collection's a mess, your music collection's a mess, it'll, I ran 10,000 songs through it and the next morning I had all the labels, the genres, I had the release date for every single song. Um, if you're using, if you're like playing hip hop and rock, it will scan Discogs. Uh, it can get the information from Discogs or BeatSource, uh, but I liked Beatport because the release dates were accurate, um, and that was so. Will it? Uh, will it do iTunes? <laughs> it writes it into iTunes. It updates oh. all your iTunes tags, so you know you you could do your whole music collection, and then the next day, as soon as you play the song in iTunes, it will refresh with all that information, um, and then. Wow. But if you want to just do your whole collection, you, this is a little trick. You just do Apple A to select all the tracks in iTunes, Apple I to go to the info window, and then just type a space in the composer window, like the composer field, and it'll update all 10,000 tracks in like a minute, a couple minutes, and then refresh all the tags. So then you'll just, it'll be like magic. You'll and have this does it, by, does it do it by analyzing the waveforms of the song? 
No, no. It, um, it, it looks at the meta, existing metadata of the song. Oh, and it, okay. And it matches that to Beatport's uh, collection. And okay. then it's really good. So if good. I have a track that says track 12 in iTunes, it ain't going to do anything, is it? No, not yet. Yeah, let's maybe one day put it on our wish list. On the fly. Well, we just got to mix Shazam with that program and mush them together. And then there we go. And then every DJ at the club will know my set list before I play. Yeah. I'm not a DJ, but when we play. Um, is there anything else you want to let our DJ Sessions fans know about? We talked about a lot of stuff. I know we didn't get to touch much on um, Berkeley Online or MIDI Monsters. Would you like to shout out and tell us about Berkeley Online and MIDI Monsters? Yeah, there's so many things going on right now. So Ber Berkeley Online, I have a, a class called Learn to DJ with Tractor. It's an online class, a 12-week course, you know, where I grade your assignments and you, um, and it's just everything about DJing and everything about Tractor start to finish, but in such an organized way. So um, definitely check that out. I think today is the last day for enrollments for this class, but maybe next semester, uh, Learn to DJ with Tractor. Um, so, and MIDI Monsters is my company where we have, uh, where I'm doing mappings for all kinds of different controllers like CDJs, X1s, F1s. Um, and I'm working on some new mappings right now for, uh, I'm working on the Denon SC6000 mapping, um, as well as some machine mappings. Um, so uh, definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, and another thing is the hub, Ibiza, is my new baby uh, that I'm gonna be working on with uh, Sasha, Mick Wilson, um, and uh, Sam Dean and Kelly, all this whole crew from Ibiza. And the hub is like the best working place in Ibiza. So people go there to, it's like a we work in paradise, but there's going to be an awesome, there's an awesome studio there that artists are renting. And uh, so we're going to be doing master classes, retreats, and all kinds of stuff. Did you happen to catch a picture of Swedish House Mafia's Coachella 2022 deck setup? I helped with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I was thinking about that when you were telling me. I'm like, I remember seeing a picture. I'm going to see him here in Seattle in a few months. And I just, I, I saw somebody post that online and I was like, this is It's the mother of all decks is what it's called. The M -O -A -D. mother of all decks. Yep. Yeah, um, they got, it's a spaceship. Wow. That is, yeah. I mean, is it, is it modular, I take it? Or is it like how... There's so yeah, you got to see the the pictures of the behind the scenes. So they have, uh, I mean, they have the CDJs, X Tractor X ones, Tractor Control F ones, uh, machine. Everything's built into it. It's like this gigantic white DJ booth. But um, they also use Oya Oya Ida cables, the Japanese cables. So they have super high end USB XLR RCA cables, just all built in, and like computers, like different screens. I you know I think. That was the prototype. I think they they might build it out. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was just like crazy. So you actually helped on that. That's awesome. I mean. Uh, help get the gear. Yeah. Help get the gear. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, that is super. It almost reminds me of something that I would see in a Daft Punk video, but in the animation of Daft Punk 555, you know, like what they would be yeah. playing on in space, you know, like that's, that's just amazing. But Swedish got it first in real life yeah that was a pretty badass dj booth if i must say so um could have used an extra computer screen but i mean you know, are those are real do? are those real the, those aren't real the reels there are those are are those turntables or real the reels i'm seeing 
Uh, the real to reels, I think those are, I don't know if those are real, real to reels, but uh, I, I think it's just part of the design. I wish I could zoom this image in and do a screenshot right now. I could kind of. I think you can if you go share screen. I will try this first time. Let's go share screen. Let's see if we can pull this up. Where am I at? I'm on this screen here. Yep. There we go. Share screen too. Oh, please update system. Oh, update your system preferences. System. Restart I'm on your a, computer. I'm on a brand, I'm on a, yeah, restart my whatever. Uh, it's okay. I can hold it down. I can tell some jokes while you, you know, restart the computer. If you want. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's all good. We'll get yeah. it next time because, and then we're going to be following up with you, staying in touch with you. Is there anything cool. you want to let our DJ sessions fans know before we let you get going? No, just uh, I hope you have a, all have a good week and go dig, go dig through the crates, find some good music, tell some stories, put those mixes out and rock the house. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure you having you on the show coming in halfway around the world from your new home in Ibiza. Really appreciate it. And hopefully I'll get to get out there and visit you. We're talking about possibly doing an extended vacation after ADE. Uh, I don't know what winter in Ibiza is like, but I'm sure it's still kind of warm and beautiful. Mm -hmm. so uh we'll have to see about coming out and doing an in-person visit but again endo thank you so much for coming on the, D the dj sessions today great thank you darren thanks for having me you're Peace welcome out, everybody oh, where can people listening. find out more information about you djendo.com boom. boom there we go <laughs> awesome thank thanks, you for that man. All and right. on that Have note, don't night. forget to go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Meta. We're out there, but really go to thedjsessions.com. Lots of news, lots of information, lots of things going on there. And we're just, like I said, announcing that we're going to be on Roku, Fire TV, Google Play, and Apple TV. We're actually streaming live on Roku right now for the first time. Super excited about that. But thedjsessions.com is where you can find out all our news and events and what's going on. For the virtual sessions, I'm Darren. That's Endo coming to you. He's coming from Ibiza. I'm coming from Seattle, Washington. For the virtual sessions, and remember, on the DJ sessions, the music never stops. Music first.